race tracks ever. No one ever talks about closest thing to heaven by the Kane Gang from 1983. You're with Julian on the Brown Note, a quick review of Tomorrow War, The Tomorrow War. By director Chris McKay hasn't got a very long track record here. Lego Batman movie, uh, which is only a couple of years ago. Um, this is a modern sort of... Um, I guess it falls into the bracket of proper sci-fi where it uses some uh, mind-bending themes. Um, Chris Pratt stars as a, an everyman, ex-military, um, being rejected from his calling in life, which is to be super successful. Has... Um, a little girl, I think he has two children. What happened to the other one? I think he has two children, but um, and a wife, and uh, lives in suburban America. And in the middle of a football game, all these soldiers arrive in this vortex on the pitch, and it's a very intriguing setup. They are humans from 30 years in the future. They've worked out how to jerry rig a time machine which can only go do this one thing which is to to send people to the future and backwards and forwards in this same sort of moving raft as they um the analogy is quite good but they can't sort of flip everywhere they want to they can just basically go back 30 years or forward 30 years and that's it and they're saying in the future these aliens have landed on planet earth and are eating everyone and um there's only 500,000 human beings left and the only way that they can continue fighting these creatures is by drafting people from the present and sending them 30 years in to the future to fight this tomorrow war it's a great premise it's a great sci-fi idea that has lots of other outside elements that the film never fully invests in it becomes very apparent that the mortality rate of these people that are drafted they're picked uh, and we later find out in quite ingenious ways have a very low chance of surviving and humanity is getting butchered on the other side of this by these creatures no one knows where they came from there was no idea that they were going to no, no spaceship landed just one day they emerged from a very remote part of russia and began eating everyone there's a good build-up towards when you see them finally as they keep all of that under wraps and it doesn't bode very well when they're, when they're drafting these people and they say, why haven't you shown us any footage of these creatures? Because no one would go. Oh, dear. Um, so Chris Pratt is one of the um, people that ends up being drafted. And um, who is the other guy with him? I think it might be. I think it's Sam Richardson. Um, he becomes like de facto buddies with this other guy. And um, very few people do more than one tour. Some of them have just leapt onto this. Uh, cycle of doing it um, and they're like the dead-eyed super soldiers that go into the future and the other um, element is that jk simmons shows up as his chris pratt's dad he's a sort of like lives in in the woods sort of guy he doesn't live in the woods but he's like a conspiracy theorist anti-government all of this so chris pratt flirts with the idea of um of not going um but that pretty much ends quite quickly and he ends up being sent headlong into the future but some of the themes that this film could explore so much more if it was actually a really good sci-fi film are still hanging there and it's this notion of um, fatalism if you know that the world is very very likely going to end in 30 years what's the point uh, and you see that happening with the kids in the school where chris pratt teaches you know why are we learning we're all every humanity's gone in 30 years and I like the way that parlays into our general consensus because we are actually doing that in real time. 
in all likelihood, the world would be a very much more unlivable place in 100 years anyway. Um, and the expansion rate of humanity is completely unsustainable. So these are interesting themes because as a collective species, we're kind of doing that over a slightly long time period. Um, and it, it also goes to the notion of most of these people will be dead. A lot of these people would be dead not much longer away than 30 years anyway. So they wouldn't even know. There's lots of interesting heavy themes in this setup, and I really like the setup, and I did wonder whether these heady themes were somehow neutered by the um, very bombastic Hollywood treatment we get here. Um, Chris Pratt goes into the future and um, very quickly becomes associated with Yvonne Strahovski as uh, one of the commanders of the future, but also one of the top scientists of the future about how they're trying to make this toxin that will kill all of the aliens um, and that they can't kill the mother aliens. They, they can't work out why. So that occupies the middle of the film, the second act. Now, this film's got pretty trashed by critics. And um, honestly, the first two acts, I was really, really surprised by how good it is. It is very, very strong over those first two acts. And it didn't quite need a third act they could have wrapped things up at the end of two very strong acts. Unfortunately, the third act is terrible. And it's also out of kilter with the rest of the film. It doesn't have the same build. It's sillier. Uh, it's more pointless. It doesn't have the emotional focus. Um, I won't spoil why the first two acts have such a strong emotional focus, but they really, really do. So it was um, it, it, almost a game of two hearts here because I really liked it up until two-thirds in. And then I was really undercut by a, a largely pointless final third that was also very silly in a different style almost to the rest of the film. Um, the first two thirds as well had some incredible visuals, some very stunning special effects. Um, on the downside, the monsters were really rote, very, very ordinary. Um, this, sort of, it, this film's kind of in between that recent zombie one we had in L.A., and something like um, Edge of Tomorrow. And it's it's an uneasy balance sort of between the two worlds. The monsters themselves I didn't find particularly imaginative. Very rote. Uh, very sort of um, you're playing a computer game and they're generating them as, as they're appearing. So they weren't that interesting. The story itself was was interesting and I did like it. I've seen some praise for the acting of Chris Pratt and Sam Richardson. Sam Richardson, fine. Chris Pratt, I thought, was pretty bad. Uh, unusually uninvolving and flat. He seems to be going headlong more into these more gung-ho action movie roles. I thought he was pretty bad in the, last, in the uh, reboots of the Jurassic Park films as well. Losing what makes him great, which is his humanity and his sense of humour... I thought he was a bit flat, but I also thought his acting was shown up here. I cannot believe I haven't come across the Australian actress Yvonne Strahovski before. Um, apparently she's an actress in The Handmaid's Tale. I thought she was unbelievable in this film. She was magnificent. She was so good. And J.K. Simmons was magnificent in this film as well. Both those characters could have had their own films. They were so interesting and their performances were so good. And I found myself cringing a little opposite Chris uh, with Chris Pratt opposite her because she was so good and he was so flat and, and came across as a bit of a hammy actor, I'm afraid to say. Um, there's, there is worth watching. 
Um, because those first two acts are compelling, I thought, and really interesting, and the themes are very interesting. You just have to wash your mouth out with a really trite and pretty unnecessary final third. So a quick review of that, and I will give uh, The Tomorrow War a 6 out of 10. Definitely worth watching for some high-octane, very interesting special effects and big-budget widescreen special effects at that. Some of it looks incredible, um, not so much the monsters, and it's a 50-50 on the acting front and on the story front. So 6 out of 10 for The Tomorrow War. Uh, this is from one of two feature albums, Tyler, the Creators, Call Me If You Get Lost, and Lumberjack.